Hallelujah. Well, well. It's interesting what's going on on the outside there, and you and I know by now we will see the beginnings of a war according to what we know, and I believe it to be true, and I think that war is basically lit up on the way, and so our redemption draws nigh. What's the message for us? Lift up your head and rejoice, for our redemption draws nigh. Or we're going home soon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I'm glad the team has been able to gather, um, you know, and just get to work. And it's not been uh, fun in some ways, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's uh, worship this King and bless His holy name. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. We thank you. You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. We worship you, Holy One. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, and it washes white as snow. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. And it washes white as snow. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. And it washes white as snow. Hallelujah for the blood, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. The blood of the Lamb, Hamashete Lebrosto, the blood that speaks, Foshe Prante Bredu Superande Leprosondo, speaks a better word, Manacrasa Fresteliente Lecusho Prosto. We worship and adore you, Hallelujah, Shamara Bandara. Speaks for our benefit, ne prosondo, ne presentora pavalana mando, mandara sikaramanda. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, hamasheri mandara bakariende. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, masharabara bakandarabaya. Jesus, name above all names. Beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, you're the living word, oh, the blessed Redeemer, and the living word. Mendoro sambra la maltara mashika disto prasambara kalma takara petale presente. 
Blessed Redeemer, Living Word, Rapashema Rakrastala Brandala Prafaliende. Hallelujah, Mashapara Kabarantarabaya. Father, we worship you, Mandarabakarianta. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for unveiling Jesus to us. Neprasente, Remakorobosende. Hallelujah, the new and the living way. Rukode brazende remanda ramando roshoko ramande re 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 basente remanda. The one who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Hallelujah, you never leave us high and dry. Misha paranka ramando rodo borosondo rode maranda rianda. Because of you, Lord, heaven is real. What you said is real, Lord. Remana crassalero cosambrante neke remande reba baranda. You take the words off the page. You breathe life into them. Oh, le presente repambrada she baraba barande. We worship and adore you. Father God, in Jesus' name, we trust you to stretch forth your hand to heal. Do signs and wonders in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We curse and rebuke every lying symptom in Jesus' name. Power of the enemy is broken. The curse is over in Jesus' name. You cannot put that junk on anyone out there, actually. And declare it now in Jesus' name that your power is broken in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise, we give you thanks, that spirit of gloom and doom broken off in Jesus' name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord, that your people's households are kept saved, delivered, protected, preserved, nothing missing, nothing broken. Your welfare, your well-being is their portion today. We receive all that is yours is ours. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. So, you and I know <clears throat> that by now <clears throat> we should be using the power of our words very, very articulately and purposefully so that we obtain what God intended. He left the choices with us. Isn't that amazing that there's a God in His wisdom who left us with choice? We're not just programmed uh, robots kind of things. No, we have been given the free will and choice. And that's why we have something called wisdom. To be able to consider a thing, wait across the mind of Christ, consider it from the Word of God. How does God look at it? How does God see it? And then choose according to that. Hallelujah. And so today, as we think on some things, I believe we will come across wisdom every now and then. Of course, <coughs> we have privy to the mind of Christ from 1 Corinthians 2.16. We have the mind of the Creator, the Anointed One, and His anointing. And so, thank God that you can tap into the reserves of heaven, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, and be excited because you always win. Hallelujah. Don't forget, Jesus is always praying for you. 
24-7. He ever lives. That's what he lives for. And what a blessing. So look to him. Worship him. Acknowledge that. And receive from that ability by speaking it, believing it. Hallelujah. <coughs> Today I'd like us to see uh, something you may have observed some time ago, but um, it has always fascinated me how Jesus would speak. You would hear different accounts, and then you'd hear you know, a different view of how things were in the mind of Christ. <coughs> For instance, from Mark 12, it says in the 30th verse, Jesus speaking here, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. 31 continues. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than these. Hmm. Very interesting. So Jesus here in Mark's account, notice how many times he is differentiating in the 30th verse various aspects of soul, emotions, imaginations, etc. He says, love the Lord with all. Notice that God is asking for all. How much you got? I want it all. All that we love the Lord our God with all. So get ready to think like that, that you are here to love Him with all, with everything. Hallelujah. Notice, all thy heart, which is another word for the hidden man or the invisible man, the spirit and the soul functions of thought, emotions, choice, intellect, will, all of that. And then he continues, with all thy soul. Notice the repetitive kind of thinking. So he's making a point, I believe, that there's a lot about the soul and <coughs> the inner man that has to be used to love the Lord. Notice that, with all your soul or thy soul, with all thy mind. Now he brings up another word there. And there, that word is where you get the a whole business of the deep thoughts. The deep thoughts. So, with all your heart, you know, spirit, that means plus, you know, all of the soul realm there, or emotions, will, intellect. And then he says soul, to di differentiate between spirit and soul, um, what comes from your thinking, what comes from not necessarily God's 100% will, it can come from uh, man's good thoughts also come from there, you know. We want God's good thoughts. You know, man has uh, alternatives which sound good, which may not be God's will. So to differentiate that, you have the Word of God to be able to separate between man's good plans and God's actual will. So, um, interesting, praise God. And then with all your mind or deep thoughts, then he goes with all thy strength after that. Then comes the strength. This is the first commandment. Imagine if God is actually expecting us to do all that. <clears throat> That's quite major. You can be busy. So one day is really, <laughs> it's okay. One day is pretty much, 
occupied right there. With all your strength, this is the first commandment. And second is like that, namely, you love your neighbor as yourself. So you're going to be saying that your neighbor <coughs> and you have to take the same place. Hmm, Major, that's going to make your flesh squirm, man. It's not going to be very easy, but God is faithful. And so we're going to live from that place because um, Jesus fulfilled the law and then gave us the very nature of God himself so that we can do these things. See, the thing about the new creation is that you're not just left to perform certain things which uh, uh, you cannot. But you're given grace, you're given ability, you're even given his nature, his name, his life. All of that is given to you, his own wisdom is given to you. And then he says, now do this. So that's why we confess that we can do it, because we can. We're not just trying to be positive about things here. Fact is we can, because we've been given all of this. Hallelujah. So we're not positive thinkers and trying to uh, just aim at a target, but actually it's all given to us already. Our thinking is very key to appreciating that. And that's why the, these thoughts and deep thought realm kind of things have to come in line, because then it affects your strength, the physical realm. Praise God. He's figured it all out. He created us and he put it down in his book and said, take this, you know, just follow these things. So thank you, Jesus, for helping us to understand these things. So notice A-L-L, all is mentioned many times, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. A-L-L, -L. how much you got? He wants it all. Let's hear this in Canada if we can. Mark 12, 30 and 31. Thank you. Nina Nina Devara, the Katan and Lupurna Ruda in the Lupurna Prana in the Lupurna Manasin in the Lupurna Shakti in the Lupiti Sabeku, Idu Modalanea Devadne Agide. Nina Nina Nerea, one and Nunante, Priti Sabeku, Embadu, Adarante, Ruva Eradane, Adne Agide, Ivogari Ginta, Hechina Devadne, Matan Dilla, Endu Hiridano. Glory to God. So you can see here that um, our deep thoughts are very powerful. Deep, conscious, settled realities. Um, in God's mind, the way God looks at it is very interesting. Let's go see if we can pick up another line of thought there and see, compare them together. Matthew the 7th, and I go down to the... Um, Sorry, Matthew the 5th, not 7th. Matthew the 5th and then the 28th verse, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, 28. We're going to look at the positive aspect of this, Matthew five twenty-eight. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already. Notice that, already. Hallelujah. Hmm. In his heart. So he's comparing something out of the Old Testament, which was performance-based and had certain limitations. 27, he said, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. 
commit there, you know, meaning the practice of it and, uh, you know, all of the doing physically, you know, externally, visibly. The woman caught. What about the man? You know, things like that. Uh, so the, the outward act here. But in the new covenant, the, the stuff has moved into another arena. In 28, he says, I say unto you, whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Notice that place called the heart. So the, the power of the new covenant is that in God's mind, if you can think it, you've done it. It's very interesting. See, this is the positive side we're talking about. The amazing power that has been turned over to us uh, from God's perspective. That's why I believe also that mm, in the millennium and all, we will be traveling at the speed of thought. We'll just think and we'll be there. Because God is uh, that kind of person. Wow. Very interesting. So you have already done something in your mind. It's done. So what you are thinking about is so powerful because it's a done thing. Major. So we need to get this right and uh, see how much we have in our authority, in the mind, in the deep thoughts, in the deep consciousness, guaranteed depths of our thinking. What do you really think about it is the question. What do you think about it? Or who do you say I am? All right, everybody said this and that, but you, Peter, what do you say? Who do you say about? What do you say? Who am I? Can you see that? So, <clears throat> um, you know, just another look at these things to be accurate, to know that, hey, I'm going home soon, so at least let me get it right. Let me do the right thing before I go home. Let me see how um, cl close to how he thinks I was I was thinking, you know, I just need to know how accurate was I? Can I be as accurate as possible in these closing hours of the last days? Let me see what I can think. Hallelujah. And I want to love the Lord with everything I've got. My desire is to li live in that place that I was called to. Hallelujah, right? I mean, that's there on the inside of us now that it's our nature to please Him. We have the faith of the Son of God. We have His life. Uh, all that is His is now ours. Imagine, all I have is yours. Praise God. So I can do this and um, I, I need to be as accurate as possible. God help us all. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, we are never looking at this from a perspective of, um, you know, I'm so great and I'm this and that. No. We're looking from it, uh, looking at it from a place of Lord, I need your help. I want to enjoy these these places, these realms that are uh, supposed to be for us before we come and meet you face to face. Hallelujah. So, um, thank you, Jesus. So, with all of that in mind, let's see if we can um, help ourselves. God is a good God. Let's go to Ephesians. Sorry, maybe we'll read uh, from uh, Matthew 5. 28, 27 and 28 in Canada also. Yavichara Madabaradu Yendu Purvikaru Hediru Vadanu Nivu Kedidiri. 
ಆದರೆ ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಹೇಳುವುದೇನೆಂದರೆ ಒಬ್ಬ ಸ್ತ್ರೀಯನ್ನು ಮೋಹಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ನೋಡುವ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ಆಗಲೇ ತನ್ನ ಹೃದಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಆಕೆಯ ಕೂಡ ವ್ಯಭಿಚಾರ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದಾನೆ and observe there he says verse 22 familiar lines wives submit yourself unto your own husbands as unto the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church hmm notice how we immediately compared to christ that's a big one okay husbands now you know like okay all right make a few adjustments head of the church and the savior of the body notice our role has been mapped out there we are the ones to do the things as though we are jesus to make sure all the benefits of jesus great salvation also belong to our family our wife um who's our body 24 therefore as the church is subject unto christ so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything So instead of just your neighbor, let's see if we can bring it to the wife, right? If we can love our wives even as Christ. And he continues, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So notice how love operates. If you love, you give and then you just don't give, you give yourself. So I believe what is the most powerful thing is that you are able to give yourself. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's easy to give this that and the other, but you're not able to give yourself. So we have to prioritize this thing and not just, "Hey, you've got me. Why do you need a car?" Not that way. <laughs> okay, give the physical stuff, the material, but notice yourself is involved here gave himself for it your time your presence your self hallelujah your thoughts praise god 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word major that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies he that loveth his wife loveth himself isn't that interesting so if you love your wife you are actually loving yourself that's the way god sees it and our business is to adjust and think the way god thinks So when I love my wife I'm loving myself. Praise God. And so if I do anything contrary to this I'm actually hurting myself. Right? I'm being foolish. I mean imagine shooting your own leg, your foot boom. And then saying, "Oh man, of course you'll be forgiven. God will forget it, but there can be damage done." Hmm. 29 continues for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the lord the church whoa can you see this business of the lord and the church and then you and your wife that combination to be able to see that will help us to understand 
his care for the church. Hallelujah. And he's the perfect husband that we are being compared to. How do you think he thinks about us? Anything he does for us, he's doing for himself. Anything he doesn't do for us is denying himself. Um, what can I say? Nourishment and honor. Praise God. He's dishonoring himself because he's not handling himself properly. In quotes, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. It's a great mystery, he says. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. Mm -hmm. Notice the interchanging of self, the other person, the wife, God, his body, the Lord Jesus, his church, etc. All just interwoven in there. Very, very interesting. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Praise God. We can spend uh, the rest of our lifetime digging into it, but let's see what we can take away today. Uh, maybe we can hear a line or two in Canada before we go on. Let's see verse 28 in Canada. Amen. Let me see uh, verse 26. They says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. I believe that this spotless, blemishless character of the church will only be at the judgment seat of Christ. Till then, we're going to be having spots and mess-ups. <laughs> Praise God. But we are admonished in 26 to sanctify and cleanse, notice, with the washing of water by the word. Why use the word? Why not something external? Because it has to pass through the deep thoughts. It has to work from inside your imaginations, your thoughts, your intentions from within. It works there. That's where the word is supposed to work from. So that is how clean you get when you work with the word. So rather than just something that you put on the outside. So... Time spent in thinking along these lines, deep thoughts, imaginations, all of those things that are in the deep realm of, let's call it, settled consciousness, where somebody wakes you in the middle of the night, what's two plus two? And you say, four. Like, no, it's not four. You'll be like, come on. <laughs> are you joking or what? Four, man. Like that it gets settled. So these uh, thoughts are supposed to be like settled and, hey, what? Don't you know? See? So if we understand that if you can think that way, if you can settle it that way, it's done. Praise God. Therefore, you can just be prepared for the positive results of all of that. Not expecting any 
negatives. Hallelujah. So let's work with the Word. Let's stick with what the Word says. I love the things of the Spirit, but notice that the Spirit has inspired the Word, and He will always agree with the Word. And thank God for that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Glory to God. All right. Let's uh, hear maybe verse 25 and 26 also in Canada. Praise God. Uh, we can make a small jump off to Joshua 14. Let's see if we can lift a point out of here. And um, there's a whole story there of Caleb and Joshua and the inheritance and Moses, all of that stuff, the two tribes and a half-tribe, all that. Verse 4, the children of Joseph were the two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land. You know, inheritance. Verse 5, the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. They divided the land. Children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea, Barnea to espy out the land, and I brought him word again, as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he has said these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore five years old, and as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. Therefore now give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to deliver them out, as the Lord said. Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, um, of Hebron for, I mean, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Hmm. Notice that the name of Hebron 
before was Kirjath Arba, in which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Very, very interesting account here, which you and I probably have gone through in our basic doctrine. Notice here that there were actual giants there. It was not a figment of the imagination. There were actual guys that were huge, monstrous-looking fellows. There were actual walled cities. But this man decided to go with what God said, just like Joshua. And the other ten decided to go with the report of what was happening in the natural and made the heart of the people melt. That was the problem. What happens to the heart of the people? If the heart of the people melts and you're the one that peddled that information to them and made their heart melt, then the Lord is not pleased. So I have not uh, had ability to change that plan. That is how God operates. And he goes with those who will, in quote, wholly follow him. All, all, all. Notice that. So my soul must accept, my imagination must accept, my deep thoughts must accept that what God said is final. And then I should be able to, at any point, convey, communicate, edify others with similar thinking. That is going to be pleasing to the Lord. Hallelujah. But I want to focus a little bit on the fact that this man had to stay in that attitude for at least 40 years. He was ready 40 years ago, but it, it didn't happen because, you know, the people's heart melted. And because of, uh, in quote, the majority, he could not receive at that point. But guess what? He didn't let go every single day for 40 years. He maintained the fact that what God said was final, and therefore he was just as strong 40 years plus 5, 45 years later, at 85, he says, I'm ready for war right now. In fact, give me my mountain. Give me my mountain now. Wow. These are Old, Old Testament people. They don't really have what you and I have, actually. That's why Jesus said, now I'm telling you, if you can think like this, it's done. Praise God. So if I think the right way, right now, it's done. Can you see how important a man's thinking is? That theme has been there um, for ages. But I think we should get more accurate about it and really settle some things and uh, fix it like that. And maybe just be patient about each day staying in that same realm again and again till it actually manifests in our natural realm, in our bodies, uh, in everything we see around us. Amen. So um, let's just see if we can pick one or two verses out of here. Verse 14 of Joshua 14 would be nice. And maybe verse 10 also. Thank you. 
ಈಗ ಇಗೋ ಕರ್ತನ ಮೋಶೆಗೆ ಈ ವಾಕ್ಯವನ್ನು ಹೇಳಿದಂದಿನಿಂದ ಇಸ್ರಾಯೇಲ್ ಮಕ್ಕಳು ಅರಣ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಸಂಚರಿಸಿದ ನಾಲ್ವತ್ತೈದು ವರುಷ ಕರ್ತನು ಹೇಳಿದ ಹಾಗೆಯೇ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಜೀವದಿಂದ ಇಟ್ಟಿದ್ದಾನೆ Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're doing all this recording at home as you guessed and so there's all these social sounds and it just proves that we're still here on the planet. Hallelujah. I'll read something out of Proverbs 15. Notice verse 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. You could say that the deeper things are what destroy the spirit. So the internal stuff is very very powerful and uh, God judges things on the inside quicker than things on the outside because God sees the heart and what he sees secretly he rewards openly. Notice that by sorrow of heart the spirit is broken. Praise God, very very powerful. So deep on the inside of us is something that we have to be careful about. Uh, are thoughts sorrowful? Are our thoughts hopeful, confident, full of expectation, believing God, offering up to God all all all. This is where the all comes from, from deep inside. Hallelujah. Are we treating our spouse properly? because actually we and our spouse are one see how interesting it is on the outside we look like two separate individuals and then maybe briefly you come together uh, in the flesh as one but in god's eyes you're actually one so we have to get that right in order to see the power vested in that union of husband and wife there's a lot of power that is the body and the head connection of jesus he is the head of the body the church without us he cannot operate on the earth without him we cannot operate so he is our fullness just as we are his fullness that is how vitally joined we are with our wife in that same sense god has left us with something so powerful that he says it's like the church and christ is a mysterious thing in quotes but it's got the same realm of power in other words if you and your wife are in deep thought agreement is coming to pass it's going to be done you have become the most powerful prayer tag team on the planet hallelujah so make sure that your thoughts from deep within are cheerful or based on the victory and the truth of god's word you are convinced of it you are convinced that the plan of god is not for your loss but for your benefit that even though it doesn't make sense naturally deep within it's for your benefit you must be sold out on the fact that it's for your benefit He has only plans for our good not evil to prosper us to give us the expected end so that at the end you'll say I don't know why I bothered thinking this way and that way why could I ever doubt you Hallelujah Amen of course it requires work all your deep thoughts all your soul all all your imagination imagine 
grabbing your imagination constantly when it goes off down to whine and complain. This is what you get. Hang, hang, hang. If you obey the word, this is what will happen to you. Is that constant voice trying to go against what God said. But let God be true. Every man a liar. Including your own natural man. And those voices out there. Praise God. So there is a lot of work there. And so our deal is stay on the cheerful side. In obedience to God's word. Deep from inside. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear Proverbs fifteen thirteen also. Then we have something in Deuteronomy 24 and verse 5. Glory to God. And then if you notice in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 24, there's a time that was supposed to be taken by folks who had, you know, were in the military to spend one whole year at home with their wives to cheer them up. <laughs> How about that? Verse 5, When a man had taken a new wife, that's Deuteronomy 24, verse 5, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year. He shall cheer up his wife, which he has taken. How about that? A whole lot of cheering going on for 365 days. Amen. It's a purposeful cheering. It's a law. Can you imagine that? See how God looks at this thing. Cheer is very powerful. Cheering the tag team up. We need to make sure that both of them are all cheered up. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can see how deep this thing goes. You're a warrior. Imagine this war or whatever. You know, you're supposed to be at your post. But God says, "Mm -mm, sorry, go back home, be with your wife for one year, cheer her up. Now, I'm not saying in the new covenant that you just go and sit down for one year at home, do nothing except cheer up your wife. I can guarantee you that within three days, you could be having some sad stories, bumps on your head and all of that. Because you need you need to be able to do some things. But you can see the import of this. The main point of this is that there has to be a, a base of cheer, confident, expectation, happy, positive, faith-filled, wholly trusting God kind of emotions. Hallelujah. And that produces a tag team where... God says, I'll multiply your prayer power and your domina- dominating power, your faith power, tenfold at least. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's very, very interesting. Let's look at Deuteronomy also uh, 32 and then 30 and then here maybe in Canada um, after that. Deuteronomy 30. 2 and verse 30. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? In other words, if they were receiving from the Lord, hallelujah, one must chase a thousand. Two, ten thousand. In other words, there's such a multiplication of power by at least tenfold when you are 
connected, when you are on the same page, when you're in agreement with God, when you're in agreement with what He has been saying. Hallelujah. This is really interesting. And He's the same. He has not changed. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Keep those thoughts. Let's see if we can maybe get um, Deuteronomy 24. And then even this. It's all good. Praise God. 24.5 and Deuteronomy 32.30. Amen. So, you know, we have to get this whole thing clear because we happen to be married. If you're a bachelor, well, guess what? You just have to love the whole world. <laughs> Hallelujah. As yourself. Isn't that interesting? At least we have, in quotes, a small excuse. This is my wife. Amen. And so by the time I finished loving her, I didn't have much to give to others. <laughs> I'm joking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But see, it's vital. It's important. But we... <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 7. Notice there, verse 1. My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. This is important. Keep my commandments and live. My law as the apple of your eye. Bind them upon your fingers. Write them upon the table of your heart. This is part of that giving up your body as a living sacrifice. This is how you control your fingers the external by the word on the inside praise God it begins to affect the man on the outside say unto wisdom thou art my sister call understanding thy kinswoman notice how the women are being introduced into your life from that young age you are my sister you are my kinswoman who understanding not this chechi and that chechi Hallelujah. <laughs> Wisdom is my real sister. She is my family. She is my kinswoman. Why? That they may keep thee from the strange woman. Another woman. She's a strange woman. From the stranger which flattereth with her words. Hallelujah. So there's somebody called a strange woman. And she knows how to use her words. So your ears... What you want to hear is what's going to come. It's going to be kind of smooth like oil and butter and honey and all of that. But flattery means that words are used to get something out of you. That's interesting. So no matter how hard that may be, you must be prepared. And he wants you to be prepared from a young age. To keep you from the strange woman. There's also the strange man and all of that. You know, Solomon was amazingly gifted with this kind of wisdom. Unfortunately, 
you know, he learned from some practical disobedience that to obey God, fear him, is the whole duty of man. Think about that. That's all you're supposed to do. Fear God, obey him. That's your whole duty. Just keep that. Praise God. We are taking a hold of these realities and making them sure. Yeah, it's God's way. It's the best way. Hallelujah. Then he talks about looking through the lattice and, you know, observing the simple there in verse 7. Behold, among the simple ones I discerned among the youths a young woman, or rather man, void of understanding. Here, woman, the woman who is watching is wisdom, and the guy out there is this youth who doesn't have any understanding. So wisdom is looking through the window and observing these things. Verse 8, passing through the street near her corner, he went the way to her house. In the twilight saga, in the evening, in the black and dark night. How thrilling is all that? The black and dark night. Behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot, subtle of heart. So a certain kind of dressing there that kind of differentiated her and that time of the night and being out there and all of that stuff. Verse 11, she's loud. Notice that. She's loud. Man, she's loud. Stubborn. Stubborn. Notice that. Her feet abide not in her house. She doesn't... She doesn't stay at home. Whoa. Now she's without. Now in the streets. Lieth in wait at every corner. What kind of girl is this? She's strange. Strange. She's strange. <sighs> so she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face. Impudent means no respect. Show some respect, man. No respect. And it's supposed to be at the same time a kiss. And said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day I paid my vows. So this could be, in quote, a believer also. You know, I gave my tithes, offerings, and, you know, I just came back from church, and, man, I had a glorious time worshiping God. Oof, church was awesome, man. Did you hear that message? All of that. It's possible. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I found thee. See, in other words, from churchy stuff, I was led to meet you. Does this happen? For real, it does. <laughs> this is God's will. Look at you. Wow. So you have to be sharp, right? Can you see that? God says, my son, you got to be sharp, man. Got to keep those fingers under control. Hallelujah. Hmm. I found you. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, <laughs> fine linen. Egypt. What's carved works doing on the bed? I don't know. I don't get that part, but you know, maybe it just makes it look so groovy or whatever. Hallelujah. But this fine linen from Egypt, Egypt still has awesome linen and cotton. Still. Some of the best cottons and linens come from there. 
So notice there, this is how her room is. It's basically one bed with all kinds of decorations there. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Okay, praise God for perfume. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. Where's the good man of the house? See, that's where that question comes from. The good man is not at home. He's gone uh, a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. He's gone off on business with a lot of cash. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With flattering of her lips, she forced him. Hmm. He goes after her straight away as an ox goes to the slaughter, as a fool to the correction of the stalks, till a dart strike through her li his liver, as a bird hasted to the snare, know it not, <laughs> it shall be for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, go not astray in her paths, she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the highway to hell. And so on. Praise God. A lot of stuff there to read, you know, without quoting much. Um, let's just see maybe verse 14 in Kannada. Nachike Ilade, Nanali Samadana Arpanegarive, he divasan and the Pramana Gurandu Nanu Salisidere. Glory to God. So there you could read the whole chapter and see how God is concerned for the young man and he's preparing him for what's out there. And then he introduces this sister and true kinswoman called Wisdom. And she's the one that you should go and confide in. And just open your heart to and let all your defenses down and be original with. Hallelujah. That's your sister. That's your family, man. Hallelujah. So that's the outside and that's the inside. And Proverbs 9 also has a similar kind of instruction, but this time it's different. Proverbs 9 says, Wisdom has builded a house. This time it's wisdom. The Lady Wisdom, her house, she has hewn out her seven pillars. She has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. So both of them seem to have some furnishings out there. Interesting. Wisdom built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. If you remember, there is a whole list of things in um the sixth chapter of Proverbs, and there are seven of them. These are the opposite of wisdom. These six things does the Lord hate. Seven are an abomination to Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devised wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a, a false witness that speaketh lies, he that soweth discord among the brethren. So here you have seven things there. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. 
All of these things seem to be internal, you know, a proud look, lying tongue. It was just a lie. No big deal. Nothing wrong with that. But God says that I hate these things. He that speaks lies and notice causes trouble, discord among the brethren. So there you have a whole list of seven things there. And back again in uh, Proverbs 9, let's consider something there. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. There's an interesting thought. You don't have to accept it, but you know I think this is good stuff. Notice verse 3 of Proverbs 1. Or maybe we can start in verse 2. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. This is why the, the Proverbs were given. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction, to receive, notice, the instruction. Wisdom is connected to receiving instruction. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, equity. Notice those are a couple of things there. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Count them up, they are seven. So this is what wisdom is building upon. Notice that it involves knowing how to deal with instruction and being able to instruct also. See? To give subtlety, verse 4 says, to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So we should be able to imbibe this kind of wisdom so that we can be able to help others with it also. Praise God. Hmm. God is faithful. Justice, judgment, how to deal with people accurately, what's the right way of doing things. See? Uh, motives, all of that come inside there. Let's go back to Proverbs 9. She has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. So she has also a table, not just a bed. She has healed, uh, killed her beasts and she has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. Notice what's on the table. Yes, the communion. Praise God. The other one has only bread, as you look at it closely. She has bread. And she has water. This one has wine. She has sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. She has sent forth her maidens. Notice she didn't go. She sent her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. What's she doing? She's staying at home and preparing some kind of feast, some kind of meal. Whoso is simple... Let him turn in hither. For as for him that wanted understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. So communion is there. The body, the blood, the life, the benefits of what Jesus has paid for. Hallelujah. There's a table there. Praise God. Which I have mingled, which I have fixed for you, that's what you need to 
have. Forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. Praise God. So, which house do we go to? Where do we hang out? Around the communion table. Around the word of God. Around receiving of instruction. Handling of instruction. Being able to handle people and situations justly. Properly. Hallelujah. Can you see that? So, um, it's a commitment to say, I'm going this way. This is the way that I'm doing it. So, in other words, instead of running here and there, let's be in the right place. Let's do what we ought to do. And then, based on the reality of the conviction inside, joyfully, we do what we do. God loves a cheerful giver. Whatever you're giving, doing, etc., let it come out of a settled confidence that I have made the right choice. This is wisdom, and I'm doing it joyfully with all I have as unto the Lord. Ooh, glory to God. That's different. Amen. So let's not be um, tackled by this feeling of regret later on that I did the wrong thing, man. No. Deep inside, we must be settled that it's the right thing we did because it was based on wisdom, God's word, and out of what Jesus paid for. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you see divine thinking, God's thinking, and man's thinking, how they can come kind of close, but inside there's a deep difference. Praise God. Notice that there is the, the wisdom that is out there, and there's a wisdom that God has for us. So there's worldly wisdom. According to worldly wisdom, some guys may be like real cool, real sharp. But in God's wisdom, you know, so we want to see how we can operate in God's wisdom and then bring out wisdom that the world can see and say, hmm, these guys are producing the results. These guys are excited. They're happy. Look at their family. Look at their closest relatives. There's joy in there. There's excitement in that house. Praise God. We need to start thinking about these kind of things. Let's go to maybe Proverbs 9 all the way 1 to 6 in Canada also and then see what we can do. ಜ್ಞಾನವೆಂಬಾಕೆಯು ತನ್ನ ಮನೆಯನ್ನು ಕಟ್ಟಿಕೊಂಡಿದ್ದಾಳೆ ಆಕೆಯು ತನ್ನ ಏಳು ಕಂಬಗಳನ್ನು ಕೆತ್ತಿಸಿದ್ದಾಳೆ ಆಕೆಯು ತನ್ನ ಪಶುಗಳನ್ನು ವಧಿಸಿ ತನ್ನ ದ್ರಾಕ್ಷಾರಸವನ್ನು ಬೆರೆಸಿ ತನ್ನ ಮೇಜನ್ನು ಸಹ ಸಿದ್ಧಪಡಿಸಿದಳು ಆಕೆಯು ತನ್ನ ಕನ್ನಿಕೆಯರನ್ನು ಕಳುಹಿಸುತ್ತಾಳೆ ಆಕೆಯು ಪಟ್ಟಣದ ಅತಿ ಉನ್ನತ ಸ್ಥಳಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ಮೂರ್ಖನು ಯಾವನೋ ಅವನು ಇಲ್ಲಿಗೆ ತಿರುಗಲಿ ಎಂದು ಕೂಗುತ್ತಾಳೆ ತಿಳುವಳಿಕೆ ಇಲ್ಲದೆ ಇರುವವನಿಗೆ ಆಕೆಯು ಬಾ ನನ್ನ ರೊಟ್ಟಿಯನ್ನು ತಿಂದು ನಾನು ಬೆರೆಸಿದ ದ್ರಾಕ್ಷಾರಸವನ್ನು ಕುಡಿ ಎಂದು ಮೂಲರನ್ನು ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಬಾಳು ಮತ್ತು ವಿವೇಕದ ಮಾರ್ಗದಲ್ಲಿ ಹೋಗು ಎಂದು ಕೂಗುತ್ತಾಳೆ Remember we used to emphasize that it would be nice to read a verse of Proverbs or a book of Proverbs every day. Try to keep it. It will you know, slowly begin to distill into your deep thoughts. 
and will start teaching you things. Proverbs, the sixth chapter, we heard there, verse uh, 16, These six things does the Lord hate, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, um, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in sun in running, sorry, in running to mischief, false witness that speaks lies, he that soweth discord among the brethren. So let's try to keep uh, any kind of discord uh, just limited. Don't push it out there. In our deep thoughts, I should tell them about this. No, shoot it down right there. There are some things you don't even touch in the thought realm. I've only heard these things from senior preachers, but now I can see how powerful it is. There are some things you shouldn't even touch in the thought realm. Don't even touch it. No, I refuse that in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 22 says, When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. If you keep the word that we are receiving close to your heart, keeping nice and close to you, it will speak to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. Reproofs are instruction. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Hallelujah. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman a man is brought to a piece of bread. And the adulteress, so the strange woman has become the adulteress. Is it? They are different. The adulteress is the wicked woman, the strange woman is the whore or the prostitute who sells her body. The adulteress will hunt for the precious life. So the adulteress is planning to kill you. Not just take your money. They're different. Can a man take fire, verse 27, in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? So it's like don't embrace this kind of woman. Embrace the tree of life. Embrace wisdom. That's the girl that you should embrace. You embrace this one, you get burnt. You carry fire close to you, you're going to suffer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Maybe we can hear verse 27 in Canada, out of Proverbs 6. Glory to God. There's the Benki out there, but it's the wrong Benki. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need the fire of God that comes from our sister wisdom. That's the woman you need to marry. That's the one from your tribe. Say Amen. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6, and uh, familiar scripture, but let's read that. He says in 19, What? Know you not that you are... Notice that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. So you're actually not your own. 
Jesus is your Lord. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Notice here that there seems to be an implication that uh, the only thing that belongs to you here is your own thinking. Because his body and your spirit are God's. They belong to him. But your thoughts, that's why he said, with all your thoughts, with all your. See, love the Lord with all thy. That was yours. So those, in quote, things that seem to be yours, you love the Lord with them. Hallelujah. So I have to keep my thoughts, you know, focused on loving God. That seems to be mine. That seems to be the only thing I have. The body is His. The spirit is His. Of course, everything is His. But notice it says that you can love the Lord with all of these things. Amen. So in my deep thoughts, I should be constantly making sure that every thought comes into alignment with the love of God. To love Him first. And then love His Word and see things the way He sees them. Handle my family the way He sees it. Keep the joy going. Hallelujah. Don't be broken in your spirit. Don't carry any um, gloom. Don't carry any bad news with you. Don't carry any unlovely stuff. It may be true, but it may not be lovely. It may be true, but it may not be a good report. It may be true, but it may not be fair. It may not be just. See? The equity of it. The justice of it. You have to measure all of these things. Man, we have a lot of work to do. One day is more than enough. I mean, hallelujah. If we really go through this and you start thinking about how your mind works and how thoughts come, phew, before you speak a word, you would have thought properly, weighed things down, and then you release one word, it will be loaded. So your heart teaches your lips, and then your lips speak. And then you fill your words with that wisdom, and that power, that authority, that's what you get. So that's how it all pans out. You and I know that. But this is where the internal stuff is, the deep thoughts. These things have to become so close to us. We embrace them like you embrace in a marriage. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 also in Canada. Glory to God. Wonderful stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. I'm just having to ponder how much time and see how much we can land up with. Let's go to Proverbs 8 and look at verse 22. I remember some time ago how folks would argue about, no, this is not wisdom, it's not Jesus, and Jesus is separate, wisdom is separate. <laughs> but you know, it's nice to stick with the word. Hallelujah. Proverbs eight twenty one that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, will fill their treasures. So notice, this man... Is saying here, Solomon is saying, 
that there is wisdom which will give you substance, not just chuma. You're going to have treasures. Hallelujah. You will inherit substance. You will fill your treasures. With this kind of wisdom, you will see the treasures filled. I believe that. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of His way, before His works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree, that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, I was by him as one brought up with him. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. And so on and so forth. Hallelujah. 32 says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children. Blessed are they that keep her ways. Blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and it shall obtain the favor of the Lord. Notice how 35 sounds so familiar. Just like he who finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor. Can you see that? Let's park on verse 35 in Canada for a minute and then go on to Proverbs 19. Glory to God. If you go to Proverbs 19, you will notice verse 14 says, House and riches are the inheritance of fathers and a prudent wife is from the Lord. So you'll notice where the prudent wife comes from, from the Lord. So should we be very excited about house and riches? Yeah, praise God, but more excited about the prudent wife. So the value has to be understood. Wealth, riches, all of that, they come from, in quote, father's inheritance. But this wife has to be lifted up in value. That must be a personal conviction. See, just like wisdom has to be valued above the rubies, above the fine gold, above anything else. Nothing else can be compared with her, the Bible says. So you have to have that uh, understanding where you say, I prefer to value my wife more than all of these things. Because she came from the Lord just like wisdom. God in his wisdom chose her for me. Hallelujah. Think about that. This girl came to your life and stayed with you. These things, they just don't happen randomly. Came from the Lord. A prudent wife is from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, she doesn't look too prudent right now. Well, who's supposed to train her? Guess what? That's you. She doesn't listen to me. Well, praise God, I'm not saying it's easy. 
<laughs> Glory to God. And sometimes Christian homes are not too different from anything out there. But my brother, my sister, honestly speaking, those who are close to you, when they notice you and your change, your life, they get affected. Praise God. Something has happened to this person. It's not the same. He's different. And that causes them to also be stirred up to seek what is the change? Why are you like this? You don't talk like you used to. You don't just answer back. You don't just get infuriated. What is this? Something has happened to you. You're now joyful. You're peaceful. These deep values begin to show. The kingdom and its domain is in the deep things. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the domain. That's where you rule from. That's where circumstances, situations actually bow from. And these things seep in and you are convinced from within, deep inside, that you are not making the wrong move, that this is the right thing to do. The world may not look at you as some kind of special guy, but who cares about them? They are sinking and they are blinded. They don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. Amen. So the value system is what wisdom is all about, to be able to value things. While others are valuing other things, you are valuing this way. They're like, what am I going to get out of a divorce? <laughs> I'm going to get all of this stuff. All this cash, all this alimony. I'm telling you, man, alimony. Phew, it's a dream. It's a pipe dream. They're just lawyers making money out of people. It's just another con job. This is wisdom. That you embrace her. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad. I'm glad we can talk about these things. You know, these kind of issues, they don't feature too, too often. But uh, when you see how God looks at things, it's the deep things that matter to Him. The things that are hidden, He sees them. He's not like man. And He rewards openly. Hallelujah. So we are pressing into some of these thoughts Let's see how far we can go. Let's read um, Proverbs 4, 6, and maybe verse 8 also. Thank you, Jesus. Kapad. Hmm. Hmm, praise God. Isn't this the right kind of girl to marry? <laughs> Forsake her not, she shall preserve thee. Love her, she shall keep thee. Of course, verse 7 is, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. In all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her. Why are you lifting her up so much? All of that stuff. See? Exalt her. She shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Honor is coming. Treasures. Substance. Notice, if this is not true, then this whole business of Jesus, in quote, meeting Solomon in a dream, and all of that stuff is just trash. It's just junk. 
It's a big lie. But you know what? I believe God. I believe that this is true. I believe that these are the real issues. This is what people came from far off to listen to. They said they had never heard anything like this. The queen of Sheba brought gifts, camels, and loads and loads and loads of stuff, caravans full of stuff, just to hear this. And he said, she said, I have only heard half. Your stuff just passes beyond what I even thought. Hallelujah. You know, so here we have it all written for us. We can dive in, embrace, give our ear, give our thinking. We can receive the instructions. And I'm closing with one more scripture as we park out of um, yes, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. But this time I'm getting it out of the NIV. And, um, you know, it's a little bit in different. He said, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for well-being, not for calamity, in order to give you a future and a hope. Not for calamity. God's plan is not to give you calamity. You see that? Hmm. Future and a hope. Prosperity, well-being. See, you stick with these things right now. It doesn't matter. Whatever is out there will not affect you. God's plans for you are not for calamity or destruction. They are not for any hopelessness. They are to give you future, to give you hope, to bring expectation, to bring a good end. And let me close finally with Proverbs 3. You say, Pastor, when are you closing? Just about now. Proverbs 3. Notice verse 16 in the same NIV or ISV, long life is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. This has to be true. Long life, long life is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. So the choices are available again. I'm not going to go with the giants are there in the land and the walls are great. We've seen from the Old Testament how it lined up like that, that I don't have to listen to those real things out there. It's in the news, man. It's real. I don't have to. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to choose what He says is true. And I'm going to settle it in my deep thoughts. And I'm going to put my affections where they ought to be. I need to be affected by certain things. And I'm going to be joyful about it. And I'm going to reap the benefits of such choices, which is expected end, welfare, well-being, length of days, riches, honor. God has not changed. He's still on the throne and he's your daddy. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for a minute. Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You're a faithful God. You're keeping us from the strange woman. You're keeping us from the foolish woman. You're keeping us from the wicked man. You're keeping us from the traps of the enemy out there. We give you praise. We give you thanks. You're teaching us to love. To love the Lord with all. Our deep thoughts, our imaginations. All of our secret thoughts. To love you above all else. And love our neighbor. Love our wife. Love the brethren. Instead of spreading discord among them. 
not to devise any wicked imagination, not to work out of pride and lies, but to act on your words from deep within, settled deep thoughts, joyful, happy expectation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We turn a new chapter in our lives as we prepare for the remaining part of our life on the earth, expecting to see you soon. We want to tie up every area of our lives and enjoy communion with you, with wisdom, to eat from her table, to embrace her, to love her. We worship you, we bless you, we praise you for substance, for treasures filled, length of days, riches and honor. Everything else fall away in Jesus' name. Thank you for your mercy right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. These recordings are done pretty early, so if our faces look a little funny, forgive us. Hallelujah. You are blessed. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. Thank you for your gift, by the way, your support. We are excited that you are still able to do so in this day and hour, no matter how funny it looks. You are doing it because of God and you are receiving in Jesus' name. He has not changed. He loves a cheerful giver. Amen. It's our little offering bag here. Thank you. Thank you, team. You're blessed.